This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura, precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks. And good morning, golf fans. This is producer Adam Scully riding solo here again this morning. Mark Sakino, Bob Weeks will be joining me later in the show. Mark Sakino, in just a little bit from the Northern Trust, where he is on location for the first event of the FedEx Cup playoffs, where a familiar face is atop the leaderboard, and that's Brooks Kepka, tied with Jamie Lovemark through 36 holes. We'll hear from Bob Weeks as well, who's at the CP Women's Open. Brooke Henderson. Just one shot off the lead. There have been some crazy crowds, also some crazy weather. We'll talk to Bob about that in hour two of the show. We'll also hear from TJ Alderdice from Muskoka Bay Club uh, just to, to hear about some of their uh, fall membership uh, offers. Uh, it's some very exciting stuff. And if you haven't been in Muskoka Bay, you really should. It's one of the great properties in the GTA to play uh, some golf it's also been a crazy week in the world of golf tiger woods made the cut on the number even par through two rounds and he's actually in the first pairing off this morning at the northern trust playing with ian poulter and if you're listening live here at tsn 1050 uh, this morning he teed off about 12 minutes ago at 750 so we'll keep you posted on his round throughout the day 35 putts on friday 35. He had 71 total shots, 31 putts, 16 greens in regulation. That's something that our first guest, Mark Sacchino, has been very familiar with. Some interesting putting. Mark, how are you this morning? Scully, I'm good. I got to tell you, man, that putting was absolutely <laughs> horrible. Now, I didn't see most of it, but I heard most of it because I was with Jamie Lovemark and Jason Day throughout the day yesterday and a few other players but my colleague Fred Albers was with Tiger, and so I, you know, obviously, I'm hearing the, the broadcast in my ear as we're going out there, and the, the putts that he's describing that are being missed, and I know we're going to get into it, but there were some very short ones, like ones you can just kick in that did not find the bottom of the cup yesterday for Tiger. I, you know, that's the highest number he physically could have shot yesterday. Well, I mean, and hitting 16 greens in regulation, of the two greens that he missed, one was just off the green, and on 17 he had a very poor layup into a par 5 and got a very uh, unlucky lie. A very interesting uh, week for Tiger Woods. We'll get into this in just a little bit as uh, a, a big match has finally been announced, officially announced with Phil Mickelson on Thanksgiving Day. But before we get into that, let's hit some news and headlines. News and Headlines is brought to you by Porter Airlines. Now flying direct to 16 Canadian destinations and 7 U.S. destinations direct, including Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Visit flyporter.com. Porter Airlines, flying refined. All right, Mark, so it's the big match. November 23rd, Las Vegas for $9 million, Tiger against Phil. We've spoken about this at length before, but Mark, is this just two ye- 10 years too late in your mind? I think it's a lot of things. <laughs> 10 years too late, Scully. Um, I think, you know, the fact they're going pay-per-view is kind of really <laughs> turned this into just such a cash grab. Like, you know, will I watch it? Of course. Will, will most golfers figure out a way to watch this? Like, I'm, I'm talking real golf fans, hardcore golf fans, not your 
not your fringe golf fan. Are they going to watch it? Sure. Does anybody care? No. Nobody actually cares. When, when, the, when this match has been decided, we'll talk about it for one day, not even a day. We might talk about it the next morning, and then that'll be it. Like, no one will care, and nor, nor will it bump up one or, or hurt the other. You know, mm-hmm. the outcome of this match really affects absolutely nothing. The only saving grace, I think, Scully, in this is, you know, now, first of all, I should say, like, you know, if, if I had the opportunity to go down and see it, would I go? Sure, I love Las Vegas. It would be fun. I'd go cover <laughs> it. I'd go check it out. But, again, nobody cares. The one fun thing I've heard is they are going to have some on-course activities outside the traditional match. So they will have a a longest drive hole, a closest to the hole opportunity. So there will be a bit of a sideshow going on, which will hold your interest a bit, especially if the match gets out of hand. That's kind of where I'm falling on this. How do you feel? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same sort of way. Uh, I'm intrigued to see what all the pre-match, uh, you know, all, all the talk will be about with, with HBO sort of uh, getting involved and having their their great 24/7 uh, series we've seen in the NHL in the past. That they've done some some great series. I think it is obviously 10 years too late, but the relationship is certainly a lot different than it once used to be. You know, as we've spoken about at length before, they almost have this weird bromance, don't they? Well, it's turned into kind of a little bit closer to what Palmer and Nichols were. And, you know, everybody likes to think that Palmer and Nichols were like the greatest friends of all time. But for the first five, six years of Nicholas's career, that was not the case. Palmer, you know, felt like, you know, this here comes the young punk trying to take my uh, position in the game of golf. And uh, the fans were not kind to Nicholas either. You know, Nicholas obviously in the 80s was the beloved champion, and, and the, the, the way they cheered him on in, to his majors in 82, and then, of course, the obvious one in 86. And there was this big love affair, similar to what we're getting right now with Tiger Woods. And, you know, people are loving Tiger now. He always had huge crowds. He always was the biggest star in the game, but he wasn't loved the way he is now. People are trying to push him over the finish line now. They want to see that Tiger victory. You know, they want to see nostalgia. They want to see the old guy uh, complete the comeback. So it, the relationship is different between Phil and Tiger now. The relationship is different between Tiger and the fans now. Uh, Phil has always had that relationship with the fans. But, uh, you know, again, like, does any of this matter? I'm with you. Maybe the more interesting part of this is what they do leading up to the match versus the match itself. If they do, you know, that HBO, you know, behind-the-scenes look at, at them as they, you know, get ready for this match, what they think about this match, a little peek behind the curtain, which is hard with both of those guys because they're, <laughs> you know, they're closed-door guys. They don't really open it, like a lot of people in. You know, Phil did Faraday. Uh, a few months ago, you know, Tigers really done nothing like that. But, you know, that might be more interesting than the actual match. Yeah, definitely. And one thing that Phil did this week, which we'll get into in Winners Weird and What, was he started a Twitter account this week. Uh, and so we'll get more, we'll see more of Phil's life, uh, some very interesting tweets uh, thus far. I think, Mark, another interesting thing for this match could be if Golf Talk Canada is live on location in Las Vegas, wouldn't it? Well, we're already talking to Jeff McDonald about this, so I, I got a, I got a Twitter, I got a, I got a text, excuse me, from from Jeff, like 30 seconds after the formal announcement. 
Golf Talk Canada needs to be there. Wow. There you go. Okay. Well, we'll see you in Viva Las Vegas. They, that in Vegas for American Thanksgiving. There's worse, worse places to go to work. Right? Wow. That would be uh, legendary, uh, to say uh, the least. Of course, now, on, on the women's side of the game, Brooke Henderson was just one shot off the lead of the CP uh, Women's Open. Uh, we'll hear her one on one with Bob Weeks uh, in our next uh, segment. But, Mark, this would just be a huge, huge moment in Canadian sports if Brooke can pull this off this week. Yeah, I, I just love how she embraces the moment and the opportunity because, you know, we all know the drought in the men's game of, you know, Man, close to 70 years now that we haven't won on Canadian soil for the men's Canadian Open. Mm-hmm. And, you know, David Hearn came close a couple of years ago. Mike Weir came close back in 2004. But quite often it feels like on an annual basis that it's a lot to carry. And yet, Brooke, you know, she's still young. She's only been at this a few years, but it feels like she embraces this opportunity every year. And it's like, She's not scared of this giant spotlight or this giant, you know, weight, so to speak, that, that that you have to carry around. It's like she's ready for it, and here she is again, knocking on the door with two rounds left, and you know, kind of right in position to strike. So, I'm amazed she only has one win this year. Bob and I and yourself, I think, both picked her for at least two wins, yep. if not more. And we also suggested that one of those two wins or more could be a major. Well, if she wins her own tournament. On Canadian style, I would consider that a major, especially this golf tournament used to be a major many moons ago. So, wow, what a weekend it would be. 100% uh, agree. It'd be a huge moment uh, for Golf Talk Canada, for for TSN, for sports in this country uh, in general. Before we go to break, uh, obviously you're at the Northern Trust, the first event of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, quick update, update, Tiger Woods is even through two holes now and actually one putted the first hole, so uh, pop the champagne <laughs> somewhere. Uh, but Brooks Kepka, he is in familiar territory, tied for the lead. How much have you seen of Brooks in the first two days? And uh, it, does he look like he's just on top of his game right now? Yeah, he's machine-like. Uh, this this is just this this summer of Brooks uh, seems to seems to be continuing. You know, um, she hasn't done anything. I don't want to say he hasn't done anything spectacular to be at top of the lead, but you know, he really hasn't. It's just been a steady flow of quality golf from the time the gun went off on Thursday. You know, he's he's just been. If you look at his stats, you know, statistically, he's kind of doing everything well. You know, he's tied for – well, the the perfect stat to back up that comment is that he is tied for first in the strokes gain total category. So that's what I mean by, you know, he hasn't done anything, like, incredibly spectacular, like Jamie Lovemark, who's been uh, godlike with the putter. Mm -hmm. It's like he's putting into a bathtub right now, Jamie Lovemark, and he's living and dying with the flat stick. Uh, he's pouring them in from everywhere, whereas Brooks Kepka is just doing everything well. You know, there's not a category that he's struggling in, which is very similar to the way you look. He's won his majors this year. He's just dominating the, the people, dominating the field, tee to green, overpowering the golf course, hitting solid iron shots. Oh, and yeah, guess what? I make putts too, and it's just more of the same. And you know, it, it's really hard to imagine. Him sitting there right now at 10 under, not, you know, being in the final group tomorrow as well. Whether he has the lead or not, more than likely he has the lead going into the final round. But 
at the very least, you got to think he's in that final pair heading into Sunday. I'll be with him today and Jamie Lovemark in the final group for PGA Tour Radio. So it should be a fun Saturday to watch this go down. It also helps when you can hit a three-wood from 308 yards in the fairway and land it softly within 22 feet and finish your second round. Six under in his final seven holes. Brooks Kepka is an absolute machine, that's for sure. Coming up on the other side, we'll hear from our top Canadians, Brooke Henderson, just one shot off the lead at the CP Women's Open, and Adam Hadwin, a six under 65. It's been a struggle uh, for Adam Hadwin throughout the second half of the summer, but he is in contention at the Northern Trust. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit Acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Five layers make it exactly like nothing else. Visit tailormadegolf.ca to switch today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully riding solo this morning. It's already late August. Where did the summer go? Summer's over. It's too bad. Anyway, joining us again here, Mark Sacchino on the line. And Mark, where did the summer go? I don't know. The whole year is a blur, Scully. Wait till you get to my age. It just gets worse. It's uh, like months become days, and yeah. days become hours. It's just brutal. It's brutal, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's the falls around the corner, and then the winter is going to be here, and, and then we'll, we'll, we'll it, it's going to stay cold for a long time. But uh, one thing that is going well uh, on the plus side, I should say, is Brooke Henderson. She is one off the lead of the CP Women's Open. She is playing the final. Uh, group today with Amy Yang and Angel Ian at 10.50 local time. She shot 66 each of the last two days. And after her second round, she caught up with Bob Weeks. All right, Brooke, another good round in the books. Same score. Got there a little bit differently off your fast start. How important was it to get off of that fast start today? Uh, yeah, you know, it gave me a lot of confidence right off the bat. Um, you know, birding number 10, and then I had four birdies, you know, through my first six holes, I think. So that was a lot of fun, and it kind of gave me that little bit extra boost, extra confidence to, to know that I could play really well today. And, you know, the winds are extremely strong, but I was able to finish strong. You know, I had three birdies in my last four holes or something like that as well. So I feel like overall it was a great day, and I just, you know, hopefully I can do something similar talked about how your putter's been performing and, and doing well for you, but I've noticed in the last couple of days how close you're getting the ball to the hole. The proximity is really good. Yeah. Is that something that you've been working on? Oh, yeah. You know, my ball striking is usually the best part of my game, but I feel like the last couple of weeks it's been really good. And, you know, when I can hit it that close and then make the putts, that's when I start to shoot scores like this. So it's really exciting. And, you know, to have these crowds out here that are totally amazing and to play well for them really means a lot to me. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to the next two days and just kind of seeing what happens. 36 holes away. You're within the top of the leaderboard. When you go home tonight, will you allow yourself to think the what if, what might happen? <laughs> Yep. Uh, I think it's still pretty far away, um, but it's definitely exciting to be in this position. And, you know, hopefully tomorrow I can post another good round and then kind of reevaluate going into Sunday. Uh, changing the weather today, changing the weather for the weekend, apparently a little cooler. Wind is going to stay. 
what do you do to prepare for that? Yeah, you know, I, I think every day you just kind of have to be prepared for everything. Um, you know, if the wind stays up like this, you know, there's going to be a lot of different scores shot over the weekend and a lot of different shots hit <laughs> in different places. So I think you just kind of have to stay patient and, uh, you know, when birdies are there, try to take them and when you need to make pars, hopefully you can make that putt. Work on Saturday. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you can certainly tell the wind is picking up in Regina, and uh, it's going to be a crazy weekend uh, wind-wise. Mark, 24 putts for Brooke yesterday. And as, as we've spoken about uh, before, her, her putter is really her make or break, isn't it? If she putts well, she's got a chance to win. Uh, that's the bottom line, because mm-hmm. the rest of the game always seems to be there. And I would suggest this, uh, Skulls that if the wind is going to and it is going to be a rough weekend in Regina when it comes to wind, I say advantage Brooke Henderson. We saw what we did in New Zealand, saw what she did in New Zealand yep. with the wind when the flagsticks were almost leaning over. They, it was blowing so hard. When the conditions get hard, uh, her ball striking uh, rises to the top, and it actually you know becomes less of a putting contest, and that's a good thing for Brooke Henderson, even though she's putting well. If ball striking and flighting your golf ball and hitting it solid is going to be important, then I say advantage Brooke Henderson. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it, it's great to see her back near the top of the leaderboard. One thing I want to bring up is a tweet that Graham Dillette uh, sent out a couple days ago. And he said, Brooke is single-handedly changing the game of golf for young girls in Canada the way Weirsy did for us in the early 2000s. She's a superstar. Is what she's doing right now, is it almost under the radar Mark? I don't know. I'd love to see some numbers. Maybe we should have somebody on from Golf Canada and and find out some numbers, or we can have Mike Mike Kelly on from uh, Golf Ontario and see what the participation numbers are like in young females. You know, have they have they gone up in the last three years? Is this a is there a Brook effect? Uh, Are we too early potentially to see that Brook effect? Like the Mike Weir effect, we didn't know it was happening at the time. But we sure realized it 10 years later when we turned around and there was eight, eight Canadians with their PGA Tour cards, yeah. right? So um, maybe it's too early to actually measure it, but uh, be interesting to see. We should probably poke around and look into that. We will definitely do that in the coming weeks here on Golf Talk Canada. Speaking of Canadians, Adam Hadwin, as I mentioned, 6 under 65 in round two, he's playing at 110 today with Peter Uline. And after his round, Mark, you had a chance to speak with a Canadian himself. Adam, great day. Thanks. Uh, highlighted early with a good run there in the middle of your front nine. What, just the putter started to heat up? Yeah, uh, something that hasn't happened for a little bit here. So it was nice to see a few go in. Um, I mean, it started before that. I made some good par saves. It was nice to see the ball drop. And then, yeah, a couple good iron shots and uh, some putts go in. And next thing you know, I'm making six birdies in five or seven holes. You know, back home, we were talking a lot in the last couple of weeks about you maybe not feeling great, a little sore and feeling a little tired, but still putting a lot of work in. It must feel good to finally see something come out of all the work you've been putting in. Yeah, it's nice. Um, you know, I have really good feel for the greens these last couple of days. And today uh, I was able to match up everything perfectly, speed and line. And, um, you know, like I said, you see a couple drop and you start getting a little bit mo- of momentum on the greens and kind of frees you up in the fairways. You start, start hitting some better iron shots and it's just kind of a, uh, kind of an avalanche. Before I let you go, uh, when did I miss? I, you know, we, we cover you so much back home. And when did I miss you leaving the counterbalance putter? When did that happen? Is, uh, is that recent? or? Uh, I went to it at U.S. Open. Uh, I went to this this one. Um, 
you know, it was just a, a year sort of struggling on the greens. Um, even in the earlier part, I was hitting it so well, I was getting away with kind of average putting. And uh, it was time for a switch, and, and that was a really good look for me. So I, I went to it at U.S. Open, and, and it's nice to finally, I feel like I've been rolling it so well, so it's nice to finally see some balls go in. Well, great plan, and good luck tomorrow, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Adam Hadwin, just four shots off the lead. He's missed his last two cuts, but Mark, you really uh, talked with him there about his putting. A putter switch, uh, it's currently paying off. He's second in distance of putts made this week, 225 feet of putts, only uh, back only to uh, Jamie uh, Lovemark. What have you seen from Hadwin this week, Mark? You know, it's funny uh, because, you know, me, Adam, I'm a bit of an equipment junkie, uh, and I notice these things, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm surprised I I missed the putter change from Adam Hadwin, Uh, mainly because the coloring of the putter and whatnot looks very similar, but I noticed that the that's not a counterbalance putter. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have the extended five, six inches above his grip with the weight and the handle. It's just just a standard uh, putter, very normal standard putter. Um, and he was rolling the rock with a lot of confidence, hit the ball well. He finished on the front side, which is very hard to do here at Ridgewood Country Club. Holes six, seven, and eight. They actually finish on eight. It's bizarre. They use the first tee and the ninth tee when they're using double tees. So players finish on 18 or they finish on eight. So the finish on that front side is six, seven, eight. Um, very challenging holes. 232, par three. Uh, seven, you'll have approach shots outside 200. Eight, you'll have your approach shot around 200, just outside 200. So he played very well and then got it in the hole when he needed to on, on the finish. So uh, it's going to be hard for Adam. He's playing well, but it's going to be hard because he needs to keep the pedal down. And the reason I say that is because of the type of players in front of him. He isn't chasing you and I. He's chasing uh, Bryson DeChambeau, Dustin Johnson, Adam Scott, Brooks Kepka. Guys that have played well uh, all year. Scott, guys have played well recently. Uh, but these are players that are not going to back up. You know, these are players like even DJ. If you look at DJ, he's had two triple bogeys this week. Two triple bogeys for Dustin Johnson this week, and he's eight under par. So even if DJ goes out and has another brain fart on national TV, he's still going to find a way to shoot 66 67. So Adam needs to have a good round today. He needs 67 at worst. Today, something between 65 and 67, he'll have a chance to win tomorrow. Yeah, it'll be fun to see Adam uh, play this weekend, that's for sure. On the other side, it's been another crazy week in the world of golf, from professional golfers missing putts from seven inches to one of the top players in the world not showing up at the first FedEx Cup playoff event. What is going on? Winners, weird and what? Coming up next, this is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Five layers make it exactly like nothing else. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to switch today. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by JPSM Golf, Canada's leading distributor of electric walking golf trolleys, including CartTech, MotoCaddy, and Stewart Golf Dream Machines. Visit jpsmgolf.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully riding solo here for the next uh, 90 minutes or so. 
Brooke Henderson, one shot off the lead at the CP Women's Open. Brooks Kepka, Jamie Lovemark tied for the lead through 36 holes in the first event of the FedEx Cup playoffs of the Northern Trust. And a quick Tiger Woods update. He missed a putt from eight feet, four inches to make a par on the third hole. So the putter struggles continue for Tiger Woods. But Mark, it's our favorite time of the show. It's winners, weird and what? And this week, you have the tea. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. All right, Scully. My winner this week is the resurrection, the resurgence of Adam Scott. Now, had a chance to win the PGA Championship, came oh so close. Maybe if he makes that putt on 17 and there's only a one-shot lead for Kepka with one to play, there's a little bit more drama down the stretch. But here he is again with another chance to win the opening playoff event. He's a former champion at this event. The year it was played at Liberty National, it was called the Barclays, but still has won the opening playoff event before. That was many moons ago. However, you know, he is a different guy with the long putter. And it's just, a, you know, you can just tell. Going to the golf course and not worrying about your putting or thinking about your putting or your putting dominating your golf psyche. And trust me, you're talking to a guy that goes through this at least two, three times a year. So I know what Scott is going through. He puts the long putter back in the bag, and he looks like a different guy. He's six in strokes game putting this week. Is that not unbelievable from a guy, Adam, that couldn't roll, uh, he couldn't roll a golf ball with his putter off a cliff for the last three to four years since the anchoring ban went into effect. He puts a long putter back in his bag. He's six in strokes game this week. Well, it's pretty crazy that he's six in strokes game putting, and he carried two putters for the final round of the PGA Championship. That alone is just bizarre. Yeah, it, it's so weird, and I'm wondering if it's just, you know, it takes a while to get used to the pacing on that broom yeah. handle stroke of his and i'm wondering if he's just not comfortable yet with you know the putts outside 40 feet 50 feet 60 feet although you know we still haven't seen him go to the short putter you know mm-hmm. we're here you know, we hear stories of him carrying it and it's in the bag i think it's more of a security blanket than anything else but i don't know he looks really good this week nine under par 64 yesterday look out for adam today for sure uh, my weird this week, did you, and we're gonna we have to use this on TV oh, yeah. this week. Oh this yeah, is absolutely hilarious, Adam. The the poster that went out for the Tiger vs. Phil match that they're using for the initial piece of marketing for the match in the desert in Vegas on Thanksgiving. Tiger Woods is swinging a left-handed <laughs> golf club. He's at the top of his finish, and there is a left-handed twist face <laughs> at the top of his finish in the poster, and. Like, who, who who did not catch this one? Like, did this just one guy do this and fire it out? Were there not, like, multiple eyes on this thing? Tiger Woods with a left-handed driver. So am I to assume that maybe maybe this is part of the event? Maybe Tiger's going to play left-handed and Phil's going to be right-handed. Now you have my attention, Scully. Well, now well, I'm interested. Well, and Tiger did say after his first round that he is able to hit balls airborne off the tee left-handed. So who knows? Maybe it is uh, an interesting little p- play on the match. He did say that he can't get it airborne uh, with any irons, though. So it, it might be a, both guys might shoot around uh, 93, uh, but it'd be yeah. it'd be riveting television for sure. 
Well, and regardless, it's weird. So, <laughs> Very weird. And my, and my what, my what I, I talked about this on TV this week, but I, I'm going to go one step further because now I've got new information, ooh, right? So ooh. Rory McIlroy has, uh, you know, skipped the first playoff event of the year. When he originally skipped the first playoff event of the year, he really didn't give us much information as to why he was skipping that playoff event, right? Mm-hmm. And now it's, you know, I need to work on my game. My game's not in a good place. I got to get ready for the Ryder Cup. My game's not sharp. You know, I can't hit a green from 110 yards with a wedge. So here's my problem with this, Adam. For two years, Rory has not been able to hit a green with a wedge. He played four majors this year, not being able to hit a green with a wedge. And now, now when we start the playoffs, all of a sudden, that's important, Rory. All of a sudden, that's what's in focus. This is the week that you decide that hitting a wedge from 100 yards is is a vital part of scoring on the PGA Tour. Like, I, I, I have no – like, I can't understand this. Listen, no one's a bigger Rory fan than I am. I love Rory. He's great for the game. When he's on, there's no one better to watch. He's a good guy, a good person. But this reeks of BS. I have no idea what's going on here. You don't play two years, you know, barely missing the hosel with a lob wedge sandwich when you're one of the best players in the world, Tita Green. And now the first week of the playoffs, it's time to get ready for the Ryder Cup. Give me a break. Yeah, certainly bizarre uh, from Rory. And, and uh, you know, when all facets of Rory's game, you know, are, are going, including that wedge game, he might be unstoppable on the PGA Tour. He is as dominant tee to green as DJ and Kepka and Justin Thomas, and maybe even more so at times if he could hit a wedge. Yeah. Because, because you know, his long game and his, his driver game is just impeccable. All right, Skulls, over to you, brother. So, so what do I do, just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball. All right, Mark, my winner this week uh, is Tiger Woods. And you might think, why is Tiger Woods your winner this week? He was atrocious with the putter. But for years, we saw Tiger's interaction with the media after rounds. He was cold. He was blunt. He wouldn't give anything. But after his first round, he was a little different. That's for sure. How'd it go? Shut it before. Why? (laughs) Because I made the last putt. (laughs) Why you haven't made the last putt, Tiger? I'm sorry. If you could see the smile and laughter on Tiger Woods, it was as if he was putting on a comedy show. Tiger being hilarious. But it's great to see Tiger opening up a little more in this uh, new age at 42. He finally has, I think, an appreciation for just being out there and having the opportunity to compete again. You know, Mm -hmm. Nick Faldo suggested back at the PGA Championship quietly that a year ago, the 2017 Masters, that Tiger spoke to multiple past champions that, Faldo would not name and suggested that his career was over mm-hmm. and that that's where his head was at at the 2017 masters he would never play again and here he is now he had a chance to win the last two majors of the year he's qualified for the fedex cup playoffs he's going to be a part of the Ryder cup team 
uh, I think he just looks at life in a much clearer perspective and a, a much different lens than he ever did before. Yeah, and it, it's great to see you know that from Tiger, and and he's he's helped out some of these younger guys as well. You know, he's he's become buddy buddy. You know, with you know your Jordan, with your uh, Justin Thomas, your Ricky Fowler, your Patrick Reed, those sort of guys. And I will update you as well. Uh, Tiger is now even uh, through four holes, and he did make a three foot putt, so uh, he can he can mark that down uh, for sure. <laughs> my my weird this week. Uh, it's been a, a wild year for Jordan Spieth putting. He's currently 140th in strokes game putting, which a couple of years ago you think, how on earth would Jordan Spieth ever be 140th in that stat? But but on Friday, he took it a step further. Walking up on the 18th green, he left a bogey putt short, seven inches short, and he casually went to tap it in with one hand, and he left that short. He left it short from seven inches. When have you ever seen a professional golfer who gets paid to play this game for a living do that? Oh, my God. It's, it was uncomfortable to watch, Adam, and it's just been so hard a year. You know, he's a guy, unlike the previous group that we mentioned, unlike the DJs and the Kepkas and the Rory's and the whatnot, he does not uh, have the ball striking, uh, you know, overpowering a golf course ability that those players do. He lives and dies by his putter and the six inches between his ears because he's such a gritty competitor and a great thinker. And all of these, all these things have gone down the toilet this year. His putting has been atrocious. It's been a mental battle. Yet uh, he can't feel comfortable in his own skin. He can't feel uh, comfortable in the ropes. And when someone asks us how we feel about Jordan Spieth's 2018, we should just show them that clip right there of mm-hmm. him leaving a seven-inch short with one hand because that, to me, encap- encapsulates the entire year for Jordan Spieth. Well, and for missing all these short putts to a bizarre uh, final round of the Open Championship and even a more bizarre haircut he got before the third round of the Open Championship, uh, it's, just been, it's just been a very strange year uh, for Jordan Spieth. Uh, lastly, my what? What a move! by Phil Mickelson to finally join Twitter, and it looks like he is going to absolutely rock Twitter. Uh, his first tweet, I got this Twitter thing down, and it's a gif of him winking with both eyes. So is that a wink? Is that a blink? Uh, he's had some other great tweets, a, a really uh, a poorly framed selfie. Good morning, Twitter, heading to the gym for a light workout before the opening round. Can't wait. Uh, a photo with Pat Perez, who wears it better. When I cut my hair, I lost my powers. My hair is back, and so is my game. Uh, I, I think Phil's going to be un- unbelievable on Twitter. I think Phil's going to be a blast on Twitter. He's a, you know, he's a funny guy, a unique guy. He's got a ton of opinions. I somehow think that him joining Twitter at the same time as his Thanksgiving match is, is not a coincidence. Uh-huh. There's definitely some alignment there, so watch for some interaction on Twitter between Tiger and Phil, and maybe even during the match. Who knows? Uh, the one thing I will say, Scully, is if there's someone in this universe other than the president, Donald Trump, that can get in trouble on Twitter, it might be oh, yeah. Phil. Phil is as unfiltered as they come when it comes to opinions, and it scares me a little that Phil now can just roll out of bed in the morning and the first thing that pops in his head can go out of the Twitter universe. I, I, there's something about this that is making me a little nervous. Yeah, and, and the last one from Phil before you go to break, uh, he tweeted yesterday after his second round, 
My game, my hair, and my moves are flowing, spelled P-H-L-O-W-I-N-G, into the weekend, feeling it with a P-H as well. And it's a gif of Phil doing the worm from his Mizzen and Main commercial. Phil is going to absolutely rock the Twitter sphere for years and and years to come, I should say. On the other side, Mark, we're going to hear from our leader, Jamie Lovemark. You had a chance to go one-on-one with him after uh, his second round. He's tied to the lead with Brooks Kepka. That's coming up after the break. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, was brought to you by JPSM Golf, Canada's leading distributor of electric walking golf trolleys, including Kart Tech, Moto Caddy, and Stewart Golf Dream Machines. Visit JPSMGolf.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully riding soul here for the next uh, hour and 10 minutes or so. We're almost complete on the front nine here of Golf Talk Canada. Coming up after the break, we'll hear from Eva Kovacs at uh, Cedar Bray Golf. We'll hear from TJ Alderdice from uh, Muskoka Bay. And we'll also hear from Bob Weeks, who's on location at the CP Women's Open. Brooke Henderson, just one shot off the lead but uh joining me again is mark sacchino who is on location at the northern trust a- and mark you'll be following the final pairing today we'll get into this uh, in a little bit what jamie lovemark and brooks kepka what can we expect from these two today do you think well i think lovemark needs to be the hottest player in the field with the putter uh for this to continue so he's got to continue to putt well if he does obviously he'll be able to hang in there and Kepka, he just needs to be keep being Kepka, which is you just do everything solid. And, you know, if you get off to a slow start, you know, it doesn't matter because you're capable of hitting a switch at any time like we saw yesterday. Uh, or you can get off to the hot start he got off to on uh, Thursday. So I think Kepka just has to keep doing what he's been doing for the last three, four months. Uh, and Love Mark, it's about, it's all comes down to the putter for him. He, you know, he's in this position because he leads the field in strokes game putting. If he comes out around three, still leading the field in strokes game putting, he'll have a chance. He'll have a very good chance, uh, that's for sure. And after a second round, Mark, you had a chance to catch up with Jamie Lovemark. Jamie, 66-66, great stretch of golf. Uh, I was speaking with uh, your caddy, saying you're just leaving it in the right spots and, and just playing solid golf. Yeah, um, yeah I'm putting nice. Um, you know, I hit a decent amount of greens today, and, you know, it's a tough course, so got to leave yourself in good, in good spots going in the greens, and, um, yeah, it'll be a good weekend. Putting nice, that's an understatement. I just watched you roll a, a bucket of putts today. The one on four, uh, you didn't give us much reaction. Did you think you didn't have it, or were you just surprised it went down? I was just laughing it went down. There's oh, um, <laughs> a, a putt you want to two-putt you know, every time and happen to go in, so that's a huge bonus. Uh, I think the course is drying out a little. Uh, so does that change anything or just more of the same in, uh, for the weekend because you're in a wonderful position? Yeah, more drivers. Try to hit more fairways. Um, it should firm up a little bit. I don't see it, I don't see it becoming too firm. Um, yeah, I'm not sure the wind forecast either, but um, the weather looks nice, nice and warm. Jimmy, thanks for your time. Uh, good luck. You played great, and it should be fun for the last 36. All right, thanks a lot. 
That was Mark with Jamie Lovemark. And Mark, as we've mentioned, Jamie Lovemark uh, leading the field in strokes game putting. He's made 311 feet of putts in two rounds, which is just unbelievable. Uh, crazy thing as well that his last top 10 in a stroke play event, uh, he, he did come T10 at Zurich, but that was with a partner, of course, was a seventh at the Honda Classic. So this could be his breakthrough week for sure. Yeah, it's it's not been the summer of Lovemark the way it's been the summer of Kepka. That is mm-hmm. for sure. Um, it was interesting because you know you're looking for emotion out there. You're looking for you know some way of feeling like what this player is thinking about or or how they're feeling about the position. And he gave us very little out there all, all day. So you know you, you want is he confident? Is he uninterested? Um, yeah, how does he feel about his situation? Um, We've seen, you know, it's interesting, Adam, about, about the playoffs in general. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've seen guys have in the past, you think of Billy Horschel, you know, comes out of nowhere and wins the FedEx Cup, has a hot playoff. So it's, it's not always the guy that had the best year or, or played great all year that wins the FedEx Cup. Rory, the year he won his FedEx Cup, it basically saved his season. He did nothing all season. So a lot depends on, I guess, you know, who has what in the tank, so to speak? You know what I mean? Yep. And uh, Jamie Lovemark would be one of those guys that has lots on the tank. You know, he's never won on the PGA Tour before. He's a two-time winner on the Web.com Tour. Uh, he's been a professional golfer for you know close to 10 years now. Never won on the PGA Tour. So, you know, this is going to be a really big weekend for him. A very weekend, a very big weekend for uh, Lovemark, uh, that's for sure. We mentioned Brooks Kepka a number of times. He is your co-leader at ten under par. Uh, here's Kepka after a second round. I feel like anytime you can win two times in a year, uh, you're going to have a lot of confidence. And then to do it in two majors, um, in, in, in three and in, in what, my last six, uh, there's a lot of confidence there. And it's nice. There's a lot in the line this week. You know, world number one, FedEx Cup, and, and to win a golf tournament. And that's what I'm trying to do. A lot on the line for Brooks Kepka. I think the big question, or one of the big questions, Mark, is uh, how much is Brooks Kepka going to bench press before his round today? He mentioned that he bench pressed 225 pounds 14 times before Sunday at the U.S. Open. But no, in all seriousness, there is a lot on the line for Brooks this week. He can become world number one. Yeah, he can become world number one. He can take over the lead in the FedEx Cup points race. He can lock down player of the year, which I think he already has. But if you can imagine, some people are suggesting that he hasn't locked that down yet. <laughs> what if one of our, you know, what if one of our three-time winners on the uh, PGA Tour wins a playoff event and a, and then also adds a FedEx Cup? Ooh. So let's just say Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, or Bubba Watson were to win a playoff event and walk out of Eastlake with the FedEx Cup. That's four wins in a FedEx Cup. Does that trump two majors? So some people are suggesting that the, you know, the player of the year is still up for grabs. Brooks Kepka wins one more time. Like I, you'll, you'll silence everybody mm-hmm. uh, if you win two majors and a playoff event. And considering, Adam, he's only played 13 events this year because of the injury at the start of the year. He missed the first four months of the season, right? So mm-hmm. he's only played 13 events. He's got seven top 10 in 13 starts. So every time he pegs it up, over half the time he pegs it up, he has a chance to win. You know, more than 50% of the time, if he's playing golf in a tournament, he has a chance to win. And here we are again. 
Yeah, it's, it's been a crazy year for Brooks Kepka, and it'll be fun to see how it all transpires this weekend at the Northern Trust. Uh, Mark, thanks so much for joining us in this opening hour, and enjoy following Love Mark and Brooks Kepka today. Thanks, Scully. Great job, brother. I will see you uh, Tuesday for uh, Golf Talk Canada Television, and uh, we'll see you this week. Enjoy your Sunday. You too. Uh, enjoy it. That was Mark Zucchino, the of course the host of Golf Talk Canada. We'll have much more in the second hour of Golf Talk Canada. We'll hear from Bob Weeks of the CP Women's Open. But first, uh, we'll hear from Eva Kovacs from Cedar Bray Golf. That's coming up after, after the break. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully sitting in for Mark Scino and Bob Weeks. Mark joined us in hour one with an in-depth look at the Northern Trust. Two rounds in, two rounds to go. Bob Weeks will join us in about 25 minutes or so where we'll discuss Brooke Henderson. Just one shot off the lead at the CP Women's Open. I will update as well. Tiger Woods has made a birdie. So pop the champagne. Tiger is in red numbers. He's at one under through six holes and one under uh, for the tournament. Now, there are a lot of great golf courses in and around the GTA, and one of them is Cedar Bray Golf Club. Joining us now to discuss more on Cedar Bray is Eva Kovacs, uh, Member Services and Marketing Coordinator at Cedar Bray. Eva, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Uh, Good, thank you. Uh, Thanks for joining us here on Golf Talk uh, Canada. First of all, how's the season gone so far at Cedar Bray? It's been spectacular. Hot, sometimes wet, but the course has been in great shape. Member play is up. Um, everybody seems to be enjoying themselves, and they're just getting over a big lobster fest that we had yesterday. A big lobster fest? What, what happened there? Well, lots of good food and good members, good company uh, in, a, in a brand, you know, a three-year-old clubhouse. It doesn't get any better. That all sounds uh, marvelous. Uh, let's get to that clubhouse. Uh, it, it opened, you know, nearly three years ago. Uh, how much uh, for, has that helped? And uh, walk us through some of the changes and, and upgrades uh, of this new clubhouse. Well, there was a decision made to, to put some effort, some money back into the this brand new clubhouse, which really caters. It's it's up to date. It's Wi-Fi throughout, and has all the bells and whistles that you would expect. Uh, from a clubhouse that was designed by Richard Wengel. He he basically designed the National Cobble Beach in mm. Burlington. So it it really is uh, just top top notch. 
um, and the members love it. That's uh, that's awesome. There's nothing better th- than a good uh, a good clubhouse after a nice round uh, of golf. Uh, you mentioned uh, there earlier uh, the hot weather. It's been a crazy summer here in the GTA with some unbelievably hot temperatures, and that's not the easiest to to maintain a golf course. How has Cedar Bray done uh, during this incredibly warm summer here in the GTA? Darren Little has done an absolutely amazing job. Uh, we had our club championship uh, a week ago. The course was absolutely in fantastic shape. Greens were running fast. Uh, it's lush. Obviously, the you know the rain we, we get soaked, and then the, the maintenance has been terrific. Can't say uh, anything more than he was. He and his team have been just outstanding. Oh, that's incredible. And, and we've, we've received some rain uh, in the past couple of weeks, which I'm sure uh, has helped things uh, as well. Now, Eva, there is a, a new fall membership uh, offer uh, going on at Cedar Bray. And I'll leave, I'll leave it to you to let, uh, let you tell us about, uh, or I'll, let you te- I'll, let, I'll leave it to you to tell the listeners about this new offer. Sure. You can uh, enjoy play as of September 1st um, at our course. We've, we're one of the top 100 courses recognized by the Canadian Golf Magazine. So by committing to a 2019 membership, it just requires a $500 non-refundable deposit. Um, the, in, then you can start playing. The entrance fee is also offered at 77500 instead of the usual $10,000. Uh, and you know, we obviously we want you to be referred by a member, but if you're not familiar with any of our members, we would gladly provide an introduction so that you can take advantage of the referral program. And anybody that's interested, all they need to do is just give me a call. Uh, you can reach me at 416-293-4161, extension 26, or really easily, eva, eva at cedarbraygolf.com. Wow, that's uh, that's very exciting. And so that entrance fee, uh, it's seventy five hundred down from uh, ten grand. Is that correct? That's correct. And if you come in as a couple, uh, that's eleven thousand two hundred and fifty. Mm. So it, basically, the, the you know the, the spouse um, or the other half of the team comes in at half. Wow, right on. And for and for those forty five or older, that's payable over a five year period. Is that right? The five year period, correct. Oh, right on. That's that's very uh, that's very exciting uh, for, for Cedar Bray. Uh, that's for sure. Something that's also very exciting, as you mentioned as well, uh, Canadian Golf Magazine uh, recognized Cedar Bray on its top 100 courses list. Just how significant is this for you guys, and how much does it mean to Cedar Bray? Well, it means a lot. You know, what it really it validates, um, you know, the you know the course conditioning. It validates where we stack up against other private courses, and it also gives us, you know, it's it's allowed us to uh, to host certain events. Like last year, we had the Ontario Senior Men's Championship going in 2008 or next year or next season. Uh, we have the Canadian Senior Men's Championship, which we're really excited about. Um, and then, of course, you know, looking forward to our centenary, which is in 22, uh, we're going to have big plans, big celebrations are planned. So things are exciting at Cedar Bray. Yeah, things are very exciting at Cedar Bray. Uh, that's for sure. I, I've had a chance to play the golf course uh, twice this year, and it's just in, in great shape. And one of the things that I did notice, and which is always a big uh, part of any sort of golf club, is, is somewhere to enjoy you know, some snacks or, or maybe an adult beverage after a round of golf. And Cedar Bray does have a great spot, a great outdoor spot, sort of overlooking uh, the first and the tenth tee, I believe. 
Correct. There's a there's a huge lawn. It's a it's a grass patio in front of the clubhouse, and so you're basically sitting underneath umbrellas and and nice outdoor furniture, watching people tee off, uh, good or bad, uh, from either the the uh, the first hole or the tenth hole. So. It's a good way to finish up, and it's also a good way to have your breakfast before you start. Oh, there you go. Right on. And before we let, we let you go, Eva, uh, just one more time, give us the, the information or, or where we can find more information on this new uh, fall membership offer. You can cer- certainly go to uh, uh, cedarbraygolf.com, and you can also literally just go contact me. It's eva at cedarbraygolf.com. And my phone number, again, it's 416-293-4161, extension 26. Awesome, Eva. Well, this is very exciting uh, for people in the GTA looking for a place to play in an unbelievable golf course at that at Cedarbury. Eva, thanks so much for joining us this morning, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. All righty. Hit them and keep it in the fairway. <laughs> Thank you. I will do my very best. That was Eva Kovacs, Member Services and Marketing Coordinator at Cedar Bray Golf Club. A very, a very great offer, uh, that's for sure. Uh, coming up after the break, we're going to hear from TJ Alderdice. He had a chance to go one-on-one with Mark Sacchino, uh, which we actually aired this interview on the TV side on Golf Talk Canada. And I'll also dive a little deeper into Tiger Woods' season. Is he going to be a Ryder Cupper? Is that a guarantee? We're going to take a look at some of the stats around Tiger Woods. That's coming up after the break. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Premier golf in a perfect natural setting close to home. Limited memberships are still available for 2018. Don't be shut out. Visit cedarbraygolf.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully sitting solo here. Bob Weeks is going to join us from Regina at the CP Women's Open. That's coming up in our next segment. Brooke Henderson, just one shot off the lead through two rounds. What a story that would be to win on home soil. The crowds have been unbelievable in Regina. They were crazy last year in Ottawa, and they've been crazy again this year in Regina. Brooke has one win this year. She's third on the LPGA Tour in birdies. Scoring average is 69.83 and has eight top tens. So it's been a pretty darn good year for Brooke Henderson on the golf course, and this would just be a huge win for her. That's for sure. I I pose this question to Mark Sacchino, and I'll pose it to Bob Weeks as well. Graham DeLette's tweet, Brooke is single-handedly changing the game of golf for young girls in Canada the way Weirsy did for us in the early 2000s. She's a superstar. I'm looking forward to hearing Bob's remarks about that because that is quite a tweet, and I 100% agree with Graham Dillette. That's for sure. Now, throughout the whole season on Golf Talk Canada, we've had our 20 weeks of TaylorMade. We've given away twist face drivers and P790 irons and TaylorMade gappers and spider putters and TaylorMade Ardmore putters 
and bags and, and all kinds of nice stuff. But this past week, we gave away the grand prize, a full custom fitting experience at the TaylorMade Kingdom, and Tony Clark was our winner. Now, Tony, you are in for the experience of a lifetime. This is going to, you're going to feel like a professional golfer for a day, getting all this, all this free gear. It's quite an experience and something that I'm sure, my friend, you will never forget. Now, I teased before going to break some stats on Tiger Woods. We're going to get to that. But first, earlier, Mark Sacchino had a chance to catch up with TJ Alderdice of the Muskoka Bay Club. They're one of our proud sponsors of the show and one of the great golf courses here in Canada. Let's go to that interview. Here's Mark with TJ Alderdice. Golf Talk Canada on location, and boy, you could be in some worse spots with my friend TJ Alderice, who's the golf director here at Muskoka Bay Club, a friend of Golf Talk Canada. Uh, Thank you, first of all, for all the support Muskoka Bay gives us over the years on TV and radio, and uh, you could have way worse partnerships, as you can see here. This has been a great partnership for both, and we always love having you guys up here. Uh, I pinch myself when I get to see this as my office on a daily basis. This is a good place. Uh, Beyond us here, a, a lovely little fire pit which is a gathering spot for uh, for people after a round of golf in the evening. Overlooking the first hole here, there's an infinity pool off to our left, which is just an absolute stunner and a popular spot. But TJ, uh, just the year, we were talking off camera about how it's been such a, a, a almost a little bit of a bizarre year because the weather's been so good up here yes. uh, that it's it just, you know, rounds are obviously up because of it, but it's, you know, you haven't been dealing with things I guess you would normally deal with in, in a season in the Muskokas. It has been unique. I mean, we've just had an extremely hot summer and uh, with the extreme heat brings a lot of Muskoka competition like what I was talking to you about. Okay. People want to be on the water and they've got boats and cottages that they need to enjoy as well and so although we had an extremely busy season um, you know rounds are definitely up it's just there's a lot of competition in Muskoka when you get the beautiful sun shining every day there's so much to do the boating the hiking just outdoor lifestyle uh, which you have a lot of here right here at Muskoka Bay Club um, I always am shocked I know we have this conversation all the time but you know I'm a member of a golf club in Toronto it's in great shape we play a lot of great golf courses in Toronto that are in great shape but I'm always shocked at how perfect the condition of Muskoka Bay Club is considering you know where we are there, winters can be tough up yeah. here springs can be tough this place is like it's perfect all the time it is it gets uh, a lot of accolades for the course conditioning and we, we we brag about it and say that they are world-class course conditions and you two are around, you see it. Um, we just held our Pro-Am and Gar Hamilton, who played in the Pro-Am, and, and he grabbed the mic and said a few words, and he says they're the best greens that he knows of, uh, which is... And coming from Gar, of, who's seen a lot of great greens. He's seen a lot of great greens, and so it's a it's a huge compliment, and uh, it's something that we don't take lightly. lightly. We, uh, we strive on an annual basis to maintain these world-class conditions and, and see every year how we can get better. Uh, speaking of the Pro-Am, uh, who, who walked away with the win? Did you win your own Pro-Am? I wish I could say we won. <laughs> but we did have a host professional that won, Jacqueline Miller, our new head professional. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. She was a joint winner in a slightly range 
short an event on Tuesday. She doesn't know it's bad form to win your own event. I know. She, she, <laughs> Jacqueline. That. Jacqueline. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yes, so she shared the uh, podium spot with Brad Kerfoot. Actually, okay. And we had uh, 30 professionals come and play uh, in a 120 person event. And we raised some great money for some local charities, uh, hosted a great day at the club, and it's just a win for everybody. Uh, now, obviously, there's a lot of real estate opportunities in Muskoka Bay. It's always been kind of part of the offering. Uh, many different uh, options when it comes to where you'd like to either you know, lay your head permanently, uh, but also stay and play. We'll get to the stay and play in a second because I know we're coming into the fall season. I don't know if there's more of a beautiful time to come to Muskoka Bay than the fall with the colors is, is just off the charts. But before we get there, though, on my way in this morning, and I knew this was coming because you and I have talked about this. When, when yes. we hosted radio here last year, we spoke about this. We knew yeah. that this large uh, condo uh, development was coming. Yeah. And I couldn't believe when I drove in this morning the, the amount of rock you blasted through to what is going to be a five-story building. How many units are That's we right. talking? 62 units in phase one of this building lining the 18th fairway. Every unit will have a view of the golf course with balcony. So it's a unique design. It's really cool. It fits so nicely on that property. This is a, a true weekend crash pad for people in Perfect. Muskoka. So they have a small piece of Muskoka with access to the golf course. And the units are going to service a, a great deal of our stay and play revenue, or sorry, our inventory. Inventory. So uh, we have a growing stay and play program. The demand is there. We need inventory. This building is going to be a, a game changer for us. Uh, now, you said uh, stay and play. You mentioned it there. Fall's the best time uh, in terms of uh, just the colors. It's beautiful up here. Uh, I love coming up here in the fall. Yeah. Uh, there's going to obviously be a stay and play offering for the fall for people who haven't uh, been up to Muskoka Bay. Yeah, historically we've always run a program for the fall uh, to drive traffic up here because it is so beautiful. So we'll do the same again this year. Look for that one. And it's... Uh, call the club and, and register right through our stay and play program and we'll have some great fall rates for everybody. TJ, thanks so much for your time. You thanks got for it. having me up. Thanks for your support with Golf Talk Canada. If you, had, if you haven't been to Muskoka Bay Club, you need to get up here. The fall's a great time. If you have been, then you know what I'm talking about and uh, there's no reason to not come up uh, sooner than later and, and maybe try one of those fall packages. Check it out. Uh, unfortunately, we've got to go back to the studio at some point, so let's head back in there now. That was Mark Zucchino and uh, TJ Alderdice of Muskoka Bay Club. Muskoka Bay was 16th on uh, Score Golf's latest rankings. Uh, I had a chance to go up uh, about a, five or six weeks ago, and the course uh, was in unbelievable shape. The greens can't say enough. They're just they're, they're very nice, and I'm looking forward to another visit up there uh, during the fall season. Now, I did mention earlier, I'm going to talk some Tiger Woods, just some stats. Just going to throw some stats at you guys. So Tiger Woods, before teeing off at the Hero World Challenge, was 1,199th in the world. 1,199th. After tapping in, or after making birdie, I should say, on the 18th hole on Sunday of the PGA Championship, 26th in the world. That is mind-boggling to think a guy can climb that high in less than a year. And, uh, you know, it's safe to say that Tiger uh, is not done. That's for sure. Uh, now, if you go to the world ranking points, for 2018 only, Tiger Woods has gained the 10th most points of anyone in the world just in 2018. Brooks Kepka number one, DJ number two, JT number three. All those make sense. Tiger Woods at 10th. 
pretty crazy to say the least. And one last one before we go to break. Tiger Woods, third round this year on the PGA Tour. I've been pretty darn good. Just one round over par on Saturdays this year on tour. One round. And he has nine sub-70 third rounds. So the third round has always been moving day for Tiger Woods uh, this year. And so far today, he is one under through seven holes. So 13-foot putt for birdie on a to go to two under for the day. We'll update you on that birdie after the break. And also after the break, Bob Weeks is going to join us from Regina where we're going to to discuss Brooke Henderson. Just one shot off the lead at the CP Women's Open. It's going to be a great weekend of golf, that's for sure. Bob Weeks joins us next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Premier golf in a perfect natural setting close to home. Limited memberships are still available for 2018. Don't be shut out. Visit cedarbraygolf.com today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and new Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully riding solo. The closing stretch here on Golf Talk Canada. And we've spoken a lot about uh, the Northern Trust so far. Mark Sacchino joined us in hour one. We discussed Tiger Woods, who did miss his birdie on the eighth hole. Playing actually quite fast. They played eight holes in about an hour and 40 minutes. So always good to see the pace of play at golf at a good rate. Uh, Brooks Kepka, of course, your co-leader with Jamie Lovemark through 36 holes. They tee off this afternoon. But the big story here in Canada is the CP Women's Open. Brooke Henderson, just one shot off the lead, two rounds to go. Joining us now to discuss Brooke's play so far through two rounds is Bob Weeks, who's live on location in Regina. Bob, how are you? I'm doing well, Adam. Doing well this morning. Good. And now I hear the weather has been uh, quite a factor so far, and it's going to continue to be a factor uh, for these final 36 holes. The wind's going to pick up. Am I right about that? Yeah, the wind the wind sort of started uh, howling, I would say, about halfway through Brooks round yesterday, and uh, and it really, I mean, I guess if you're if you're living out here in Saskatchewan, you're used to it, uh, but it was even strong by Saskatchewan standards here. Mm-hmm. And the the other thing that's going to happen today is that the temperature is going to drop considerably. We've been up around, I'd say, in the high 20s, low 30s, and it's going to get into maybe up to about 20 degrees. So they'll uh, they'll be wearing some sweaters and. And, uh, and jackets and all sorts of stuff. So that's going to play a part, which I think it is, is good for this golf course because that's, that's really the defense of it is the wind and the elements. Right, that's for sure. And, and I, I've also heard about some smoke in the area and, and some haze. Is that, is that still going on? <laughs> Believe it or not, it is. Uh, it's not as bad today as it was yesterday. So this is the smoke from the B.C. wildfires, mm. which is, of course, two provinces over. Wow. And this stuff is drifting in. And it's, it's not, um, doesn't affect the... Excuse me. Doesn't affect the the visibility, but there's sort of a haze all over the all over the um, the skyline. So 
it's it's a weird sensation here. It's like it's cloudy, but there's no clouds up there, <laughs> so that's going to hang around. Although it's supposed to get disappear a little bit by the by the end of the day today. Oh, that's uh, that's positive to hear. That's going to disappear uh, near the end of the day uh, today. Obviously, the big story here in Canada: Brooke Henderson, a pair of sixty sixes. She is one off the lead. You followed her most of the way through thirty six holes. What have you seen from Brooke thus far? Well, we know that Brooke is a, an excellent ball striker. So Tita Green, her game is, is sensational, and it's around the greens and on the greens that makes her break uh, her, her, any tournament that she plays. And this week so far, she's putted very, very well. She came in here off a, of a really nice 63 last week uh, in the Sunday uh, round at the <clears throat> tournament in Indianapolis, and uh, her putter, was, she said that was probably her best putting round of the year. Well, that's carried forward here. She's only, I think, used 52 putts mm-hmm. so far through two rounds, and she's... A part of that is being is that looks great, but part of it is that she's hitting the ball really close on the greens here. So she's giving herself a lot of kind of eight to twelve to fifteen foot birdie putts and, and rolling in quite a few of them. So uh, she keeps that putter going. Boy, I'll tell you, she's she's going to be tough to beat. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, if, if her putter is going, she is one of, if not, uh, she's almost unbeatable. You would say uh, on the LPGA tour. And and do you think, Bob, that uh, since the wind is going to pick up, and as good of a ball striker as Brooke is, that's just gonna, you know, that's gonna be advantage Brooke in that sense. Yeah, I think she likes to play in the wind. I think she's, you know, she's one of the longer hitters on the LPGA tour as well, which helps her. Uh, she's a very aggressive player, so uh, I think into the wind, she's not afraid to challenge it a little bit. That, that can go horribly wrong as well sometimes, but so far she's had all, all, most of the breaks really going her way. Um, but I think she's uh, she's used to playing in the wind. We've seen her play a little bit more improved golf when she goes to the British Open now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's there's lots of like lots of reasons to like the the conditions here in, in Brooks' favor, being in Brooks' favor. That's for sure. Now uh, we heard your one on one with Brooke earlier in the show. Here's some other sound from Brooke Henderson after her second round. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. You know, it, the wind is very strong, especially compared to yesterday. And I feel like Britt and I really managed our, ourselves around the course extremely well. You know, hit the ball in good spots and, and made birdie putts when I had them. And, you know, I feel like I made the most of today's round, which is always a great feeling. And, you know, to be close to the top of the leaderboard heading into the weekend is awesome, especially when you're here in Canada. This week we did a, a great job. Obviously, there's a lot of demands on me this week um, playing at home, but I feel like my team has really done a great job of kind of minimizing that and making sure that I get the proper rest and practice so that I can perform well. Now, Brooke mentioned that at the end of that clip, just how much extra she has to do this week, given that she's in her home country and all the extra media attention and so on and so forth. Last year in Ottawa, you, you went on, you've been on saying just how crazy the crowds were. How nuts has the atmosphere been around Brooke through 36 holes? It's, it's probably not as large a crowd here be, just because of where Ottawa was, right. not being our hometown and everything. But I would say it's still very large. It's still very passionate, and it's still very vocal. Um, and I, th- I think if you know anything about the, the Regina fans here, with the boy, they support the Rough Riders like crazy. And they're, mm-hmm. they're sort of transferring that support, I think, this weekend because the Rough Riders are on the road to, uh, to Brooke Anderson. And the crowds are... Um, they're vocal. They're they're following basically following her. There's not a lot of other players getting a lot of crowds out on the golf course. Some of them are the Lydicos and Alexa Thompson, mm-hmm. and things like that are. But but Brooke has certainly got the majority of the people following her. And she's I'm finding she's really learning or, or has learned how to kind of handle her week here and the demands that go on it. She she played nine holes on Wednesday uh, in the morning in the pro am, and then really didn't play again until Thursday afternoon and was really gone from the golf course as well. So she got lots of rest in anticipation of knowing what kind of a busy week this is going to be. Uh, so she's getting smarter at that. She's learning to, to adapt to it. She's learning to, 
kind of say no a few times to certain things, and yet she's still signing a ton of autographs and doing lots of media interviews after her round. So, uh, so far, it's 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 a very mature Brooke Henderson you're seeing for for a 20 year old to be able to handle everything that's going on around here. And, and that's what people tend to forget sometimes that she is only 20 years old and she's been on the LPGA tour already for you know four years or so uh, already. One topic I asked Mark Sacchino this, and, and I'll I'll pose the same question to you. Uh, Graham Dillette earlier this week tweeted out. Brooke is single-handedly changing the game of golf for young girls in Canada the way Weirzy did for us in the early 2000s. She's a superstar. What do you think about that statement? You know, is Brooke almost under the radar in some sense? I think she is. I think that in the short time that we've kind of come to see her and follow her, she's performed at such a level that we're almost sort of numb to the fact that, oh, yeah, she won a tournament. I mean, if you took her record of a win in eight top tens this year, transferred that to Adam Hadwin, we'd be saying, oh, my God, what a year Adam Hadwin's having. He's, this is like the, one of the greatest uh, mm-hmm. Canadian years we've had on record. And, and it's, it's, I know it's, it's, uh, it's unfair to compare, compare it that way, but, but Brooke's, um, Brooke's performance is really remarkable. And you can see it in the crowd. There's, I don't know, hundreds of little girls and teenagers, um, older women all walking around with, these, with a ping visor on there. We call them the Brooke-alikes. <laughs> they look trying to follow in their steps. Uh, but it's not just girls too. It's, it's. I think she's an inspiration for for young guys too, play who come out here to follow her and walk around. And uh, and and I think she, again, Brooke is kind of aware of of her role now as as a role model and as a spot as a, as a sporting icon. So uh, she's definitely doing exactly what Mike Weir did a generation ago. And, and speaking of Brooke likes, Brooke also got a bobblehead this week. Is that right? <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> Our friends at Golf Town came out with a uh, Brooks Brigade uh, bobblehead. So. I think you've officially made it when you have your own bobblehead, and uh, they've been giving away some of them here to some of the fans, and I think they're available in some of the stores at the, across the, their chain as well. But uh, that, that's a pretty good indication of just how popular she is. Now that's when you know you've made it in life, when someone <laughs> makes a bobblehead uh, for you. Now, Brooke wasn't the only Canadian to make the cut, AC Tangay and Elena Sharp. And Elena Sharp, uh, with, with a, ni- a nice touch this week, with a very special bag. Tell us about that. So Elena Sharp uh, wanted to. She's a hockey player. She's she grew up playing hockey. She uh, still plays at her home in, in uh, Phoenix, and she wanted to do something to try and honor the uh, the victims and, the, and all the people who were touched by the Humboldt bus tragedy. And so she designed a bag that was made for in the in the Humboldt colors, and it had the Humboldt uh, logo on it. And at the end of the tournament, she's going to donate that for for charitable purposes to uh, the, the Patterson Hospital here, the Children's Hospital, actually in Saskatoon. Um, but a really nice touch. And she talked about how she had ridden on the buses. She actually took a, uh, a bus ride with her hockey team from Hamilton to Prince Edward Island when she was wow. going up the long bus ride. I mean, wow. I that. Um, but, but also very important, as, as much kudos as you get for that, Elena Sharp also had a big week here because she is 101st on the money list and a, a top 100 get to keep their cards. So by making the cut here, that's a huge, uh, huge step up. She will likely, as long as she doesn't, uh, play too too poorly. She'll likely move into the top 100, and there's only one more week left to play. Next week in Portland is the final cutoff. So, in addition to being a uh, looking after and you know making a great gesture with this bag, she's really focused in on her golf game, and she battled back in those wins yesterday to make the cut with a birdie on the 18th hole. Well, good for Elena Sharp and a, and a great uh, tribute by her uh, on that front. Uh, so that's on the ladies' side of the game. On the men's side of the game. 
A pretty big weekend coming up for Canada as well as Adam Hadwin. Just four shots off the lead. We've spoken at length this year, Bob. He's spoken with you just about how he feels he's so close. And uh, and we, we saw some signs of frustration both at the RBC Canadian Open and the PGA Championship. But it seemed like yesterday that putter got hot and it turned into a 65. Adam, I had a brief chance to text, us, text with Adam and he said, yeah, that, that, uh, that putter finally did. Start, uh, start working for him, and he's put in a lot of effort for it. Uh, he was frustrated after the PGA. He basically took a week off, didn't touch his golf clubs, left them in the in the garage, he said, and, and came back to, to freshen up a little bit. And sometimes, you know, it's uh, as, as my dad used to like to say, he, he walked down the street and he saw a guy hitting his head against the wall, and he said, why do you do that? He said, because it feels so good when I stop. <laughs> and I think, I think for Adam, that was kind of what was going on. He just needed to get away. He needed to take a break. He's just working so hard and so hard, and I don't think it was effective work uh, mentally anyway. So, so the frustration uh, had boiled over. But now, after a round like that, I think you know he's, he's finally seeing the results that he's been looking for and telling us that are very close uh, for the last uh, month or six weeks or so. Yeah, he's second in the field in total feet of putts made, uh, only to the leader, Jamie Lovemark, 225 feet, uh, 8 inches thus far through 36 holes. One other note on uh, Canadians, Nick Taylor, unfortunately, missing uh, the cut here. But to, to, to be positive about this, a 63 on Sunday to make the playoffs last week and to keep his card, a pretty darn good accomplishment for Nick Taylor. It was an amazing accomplishment, and, and, and under the pressure, and you know, not only your best round of the year, but the best round of his PGA Tour career, he pulls it out at the absolute perfect time. Uh, wonderful to see see that and, and to see him come through. And even David Hearn, a little bit lesser, although uh, he, you know he was outside the top 150, so yeah. he moved inside that and get, will get partial status as a result of that, basically what he got this year, which was 21 events. So a couple of good performances from uh, a, a couple of veteran Canadian golfers. Yeah, that's for sure. And it's going to be fun to see Hadwin uh, this weekend. He tees off just after 1 o'clock Eastern here with Peter Uline, just four shots uh, off the lead. Coming up after the break, we're going to hear from Phil Mickelson. It's been quite an eventful week for Phil on Twitter for the first time with some pretty hilarious <laughs> tweets to this latest match with Tiger. And now he's just four shots off the lead. We're going to hear from Phil. We're going to discuss the Ryder Cup, and we're going to wrap up this week's show. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and new Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Producer Adam Scully sitting in for Mark Sacchino. Bob Weeks will join us very shortly. Wrapping up Golf Talk Canada this morning. 
Let's go through some of the leaderboards in the world of golf. CP Women's Open, Brooke Henderson just one off the lead held by Amy Yang. Angel Yin also tied with Brooke Henderson. The three of them teeing off at 10.50 local time this morning in Regina. Two uh, other Canadians making the cut, Elena Sharp. She's off at 9.11 local time and AC Tangay off at 9.22. Let's go to the web.com tour finals the first week. That is this week. Robert Streb, a flash from the past. Nine under. He's your leader. Uh, Corey Connors, uh, Canadian make the cut. He's four shots off the pace. And a few other Canadians making the cut here. As I scroll down, Ben Silverman, even par through two rounds. And Ryan Yip making the cut on the number. Unfortunately, David Hearn, Adam Svensson, Roger Sloan all missing the cut. And, of course, the Northern Trust, Brooks Kepka, Jamie Lovemark tied for the lead. Adam Scott, one shot off the pace. Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau there as well. And one other name, Phil Mickelson. He is four shots off the lead. Uh, welcoming in Bob Weeks again here. And Bob, uh, Phil Mickelson's been quite an eventful week joining Twitter this match. What do you think about Phil joining Twitter, first of all? <laughs> I don't know what to make it. <laughs> what to make of that. That's pretty funny, actually. He's uh, he's kind of an outspoken guy, and I'm surprised he hasn't been on there before. But uh, we'll see what he can make if he can make use of it. And, uh, and uh, it looks like he's already starting to kind of get the hang of things by by his first few tweets, but it's um, probably long overdue, wouldn't you think? Yeah, very long overdue, and, and obviously he has quite a lot of personality with, with some of the gifts he's been pointing out with uh, his first one saying, I got Twitter down, and it's a gif of him thinking that he's winking, but both eyes are going down, so he's technically blinking. Uh, <laughs> Phil being Phil, that's for sure. Now he he, uh, he has two straight 68s so far. Uh, he is just four shots af- off the lead, and after a second round, Phil had a chance to speak to the media. I look at the good. I look at it as though I'm, I know that I'm playing well and it's going to get better each day, and even though I didn't finish the round the way I wanted to, it was a it was a good day that put me in contention heading into the weekend, which is what I wanted, and uh, I'm going to build on that as we uh, th- these next two rounds because uh, the game's coming back and it's uh, getting sharper. Do you feel like you left yesterday? I mean, you said yesterday. Yeah, I hit nine of the first ten fairways today. It uh, it's it's how I've been driving the last four or five or last week heading into here. And uh, I fully expect to do that this weekend, to, to drive it more like that. And if I do, I'll be able to uh, make a lot of birdies like I did early on. You said pretty confident you were going to find something pretty quickly in the range yesterday. Did you find it? Yeah. Did it take long at all? No, no, it was just a fraction off. It's now the the path and the plane and this so forth of the swing, which after a few years is where I want it. So anything that's off is going to be a, a very small adjustment, and uh, and it was. And I came out today. I hit a lot of good tee shots. Phil referencing his uh, crazy tee shots in the first uh, two rounds. On Thursday, he was 118th in the field in strokes gained off the tee. On Friday, he was fifth. A pretty darn good uh, improvement uh, for Phil. Bob, do you think a, a top you know, 10 finish really solidifies Phil's spot on this Ryder Cup team? I mean, we've been talking in the last few weeks that Phil's almost a guarantee but still sort of a question mark for the U.S. Ryder Cup team. But does a strong finish this week really solidify that spot? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's 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 enough for Jim Furyk to kind of look and say, okay, we think you can get your game to a point where uh, you'll be competitive, and and obviously he's a great player to have in the team room. Uh, we know about his history with with this event, so um, I think so. I think even if he, as long as he made the cut here and kind of performed decently, I think he was going to be a pick. And I'm, I I think it's sort of look you look at the rest of the players 
who are in that ballpark around him on that points list. Um, and, and you can make a case that Phil's probably playing better than most of them are anyway right now at this, this tournament anyway. So um, I think he's done himself a great favor. And I think he's, it's probably one of the reasons why he is focused in as well as he is because he knows that it's probably important for him to have a good performance here before the, uh, the, the, the captain's picks. And maybe a good omen for the, the player he's playing with. He's playing with Tony Finau this afternoon, so potentially future Ryder Cup teammates. Uh, we'll find out, that's for sure. Now, Phil, of course, missed the cut of the PGA Championship, but on four separate occasions in his career, he's missed the cut. Then in his next start, he's gone on to win. So we'll see if Phil uh, can pull this off uh, this week. Another big story, of course, Tiger Woods. Uh, even par, making the cut. He's one under through nine holes this morning. Uh, but, Bob, his putter, uh, it's just been playing atrocious so far, hasn't it? It's been really awful, hard to watch. And, and I mean, you know, this kind of goes back to what the, the troubles he had earlier before he switched putters and uh, made some changes to his game with the putter. But it's just sort of not there this week, and I don't really know if there's one particular reason or what's going on with that, but it's it's so unusual considering how well he putted at the PGA Championship. So uh, I guess I guess Tiger's almost like the rest of us, right? You wake up one day, you think you got the game figured out at one one end of it, and then and all of a sudden the driver goes, and the putter works, and the putter works, and the driver goes. So uh, it's kind of a question question mark for him. I'm sure that he'd love to love to figure out exactly what's going on. Yeah, it's been a wild couple of days for Tiger and 15 putts on his front side this morning, so his putter isn't really getting all that much better. Well, Bob, thanks so much for joining us this morning, and uh, enjoy watching Brooke chase history today at the CP Women's Open. Thanks, Adam. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, sounds good. That was Bob Weeks, who will be uh, into SportsCenter, tsn.ca, chatting Brooke, and uh, who knows, it could be a huge week on Golf Talk Canada this week if Brooke does go on uh, to win. One final note on Tiger's second round. Tiger hit 16 greens in regulation on Friday. 16 greens! It's the first time since the 2005 U.S. Open that Woods hit 16 or more greens in regulation in a single round and failed to break par. Just think about that for a second. 16 greens, 16 chances to make birdie. 35 putts, even par. At least he made the weekend. But, uh, you know, one under through nine holes today. Uh, Tiger's got some work to do, that's for sure. Brooks Kapka, Jamie Lovemark are your co-leaders uh, so far at the Northern Trust. Brooks Kapka can go to number one in the world. It's been quite a year for Kapka. And, of course, he is using that twist face driver. And that's been a huge reason for his success this year. Well, thanks for joining us this morning here on Golf Talk Canada. Hopefully you get out and uh, play some golf. Supposed to be somewhat decent this weekend here in the the GTA. Hopefully the rain uh, goes away and very soon. Whatever you do, go play some golf. And remember, the first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet. Thank you for listening. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at GolfTalkCanada.ca.